Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Friday, March 17th, otherwise known as St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to everyone out there. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, everyone in the chat on YouTube. Thanks for joining us on this special St. Patty's Day edition of the Ice Guys show. We promised you, coming into today, we'd have a little St. Patrick's Day booze by our side, and we uh, stuck to our uh, words, uh, you know, truthful with that. Uh, so we want to start the show by just saying happy St. Patty's Day to everyone out there. Slancha, and let's have ourselves a winning Friday on the ice. Cheers, everybody. Happy St. Patty's Day. Just there so you know, go. guys, that's not beer. Make it a good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alex is uh, going harder than I am. I'm a little bit of a, a softy right now, uh, just opting for just your standard uh, beer. Uh, today, but I do have one more NBA show to do later today. So you got to be smart, even though you really want to <laughs> throw them back on a day like today. Uh, Alex, we were talking off the show before we get into the hockey. St. Patrick's Day, very big in your neck of the woods there in Minnesota, and one of the most uh, well attended and bigger St. Patty's Day parades in all of the United States. Yeah, so uh, I was actually in this parade a, a couple years ago. I live in downtown St. Paul, those so you may or may not know. So this is like the epicenter of everything this weekend because you have the, the parade, which has been going on for years. It's literally a block uh, ahead of me. And then you also have college hockey tournaments going on. you got Colorado College and Denver playing at an XL Energy Center tonight. You've got North Dakota and St. Cloud State, which is a huge rivalry playing. Uh, that's the, the later game. And then you got the Wild playing – Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, there's all kind of festivals and things going around. So it is, it's absolutely it's nuts, and it's a it's a lot of fun. The seventh largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the United States, and uh, for those of you in the chat, if you can guess, I'll give you the answer when I give out my best bets. The number one city, the largest parade for St. Patrick's Day in the United States. If you can look that up, type it in the chat box, and I'll give you the answer uh, when we do our best bets. There you go. So get your thinking caps on. Uh, the, uh, the, the You're not going to believe, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Uh, yeah, the number one uh, most uh, attended St. Patrick's Day parade in the United States. Uh, believe me, the answer definitely will surprise you. A huge Saturday uh, in the NHL, or not Saturday, Thursday uh, in the NHL. Saturday's tomorrow, but Thursday last night, a huge uh, NHL slate. Lots to dissect. We'll do so in uh, quick fashion. Uh, we'll start with Montreal, Florida, we have to start there. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that uh, in the uh, first period. Uh, 7-3 was the final, was the score after the first period last night between the Canadians and the Panthers. And it was almost like we were scoring at a one-goal-per-minute clip throughout that first period. That's what it felt like. I was, I was, I had the basketball going. I had some other NHL games going. Uh, obviously, I had that game on. But I just couldn't get my eyes off the Canadians-Panthers game that whole first period. That's how bonkers and batshit crazy and utterly insane it was that the goals were come, going in at basically a, a goal-per-minute clip. And sure enough, you know, I was on the over. I'll never cash an easier over in my betting lifetime in the NHL. 3-3, not even nine minutes into the opening period. And it ends up a 9-5 to final score for the Panthers. The scoring did cool off. We only did see uh, four goals. Uh, after that crazy first period, as it finally did settle down. But, I mean, if you're Montreal, and clearly we're seeing it here the last few games, this has been an ugly week defensively for the Canadians and their goaltending, for that matter. And uh, giving up goal, obviously they gave up eight to Colorado. They did beat Pittsburgh. Wasn't the best defensive effort there either, even though they won. And then obviously nine goals uh, popped in by the Panthers last night. Craziness there in Florida and a 9-5 win for the uh, Panthers. Uh, the Rangers bounced back 4-2 win against Pittsburgh. They lost in overtime to the Penguins, of course, last Sunday. They get the win last night, and they will play each other one more time on ABC tomorrow night uh, on a nationally televised game, Penguins and Rangers. Uh, Colorado with a 5-4 win against Ottawa. Ottawa felt they got a bad whistle in that game. I can't necessarily blame them, but at the same time, more defensive issues, goaltending from Mad Sogard, not great. 
And Jonas Johansson, say what you will, he had some great moments. He had some bad moments. But one of his great moments was the save he made in the final seconds to preserve that 5-4 win. It was a, a phenomenal save. It was actually one of the better saves anyone's made uh, in the NHL this season. And you don't necessarily think Jonas Johansson's going to be the guy that is has a save in that category. But, no, it was a spectacular save there from him. And Colorado, what a week this ends up being for them in uh, Eastern Canada. They sweep the three games over Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto. And Alex, uh, the Sens, I mean, the lose, losses are mounting. The games are dwindling down. And it just seems like they've made that push to get Chikrin and give the players a vote of confidence that, hey, we believe in you. Pierre Dorian said it publicly. We, you know, it's a statement that we believe in this group. And yeah, there was a couple good games initially there, but it's been a struggle. And you can tell the goalie injuries in particular are really starting to eat away now at this Ottawa team. Has Anton Forsberg got flaws? Is he a perfect goalie? No. And does he have flaws? Yes. Is Cam Talbot a perfect goalie? No. Does he have flaws in this game? Yes. But I'm sure you'd still prefer either of those two guys right now over what they're dealing with. Sogard and the young kid, the other young kid, Kevin Mandelazy. You know, he's still very young, and it's just uh, tough sledding, Alex, right now for the Senators as the playoff hopes. I don't want to say they're dead. There's still lots of time left, but they're definitely slipping. Yeah, that that loss, I think, could probably signal the beginning of the end. Like I said, there's still some time if they really could make some moves. And, of course, we're talking about a, what still a 16 race for two spots uh, in, in that East wildcard. But that's that's just a, a tough loss to swallow on top of the, the losses that have been mounting. And, you know, I, Ottawa, for the future, I still think they're in great shape. I think, you know, it might benefit from a coaching change next year. Definitely want to try and, and upgrade the goaltending position, get you a true number one goalie that you don't have to worry about any health concerns or, you know, up and down struggles. You want to get somebody in there solid and consistent. That offense, once they gel together, play another year, those younger guys get a year older. I think Ottawa will be in great shape next year and beyond. But for here, I mean, like I said, they just seem to be running out of steam and some of these other teams are just kind of catching up and they're playing better hockey. So, you know, it's, you know, not too bad for of a season, but, you know, better luck and wait till next year in, uh, in Canada's capital. You don't under and don't underestimate the fact that these guys, these young kids on the blue line, are playing a lot of minutes right now. These are hard minutes. These are heavy minutes. Now, when you're talking about critical games, important games, as we try to make the playoffs, and sometimes it's hard to play your best. I mean, you're playing against, you know, we're asking guys like and Jake Sanderson's going to be a nice defenseman in time, and Shabbat, uh, and certainly Chikrin comes in and gives them a boost back there, but. We're talking about big minutes, impactful minutes against best players in the world on the other side. They often get matched up against the top line of the other team. It's not easy. And the depth still is a work in progress on that blue line for Ottawa. We're definitely seeing it here uh, the last uh, several uh, games. Uh, and as a result, you know, they're definitely having troubles uh, keeping the puck out of their net. Uh, Tampa Bay, man, they've pissed me off the last couple of days. 4-3, uh, they beat uh, New Jersey in a shootout. Uh, yesterday i mean the best bet's not good for me yesterday but man we were so close with two of them seattle wins in overtime but doesn't do me any good uh, as i had them in regulation and of course new jersey they lose in a shootout 4-3 so coulda woulda shoulda that close but it is what it is boston a good job by alex uh, calling the bruins in the first period there uh, they were ready uh, they pounced on winnipeg early and that was really a good business-like workman-like response from the bruins after a couple of shoddy performances including the loss against chicago they shut out the jets three nothing catch the jets uh, the one thing i was concerned about with the jets i said it first home game off a road trip they've been flat out bad in those situations and once again another bad uh, showing for the uh, jets a rough night at least coming back home off a road trip the road trip i thought they admirably they played well you know florida they got the win Tampa, they got a big win. Carolina, they lost that game, but Riddick was in net. I thought it was a solid showing on the road trip, a tough spot for the Jets uh, last night, and they end up losing 3 nothing. How about the Blackhawks, Alex? I mean, they just keep winning 2-1 to one last night. What a performance by Staloc. Man, 37 saves on 38 shots. Outstanding work by him. Chicago with an, another victory. Not that they should be doing this, but they are. 2-1 uh, to one with the uh, win over uh, Nashville. Uh, Edmonton with a 4-1 win against Dallas. Tough, bad call for me with Dallas. Edmonton playing really well. That was as good as I've seen them look defensively, and Skinner was solid in net. Calgary, seven goals. Am I seeing things? I maybe rub the sleep out of my eyes. What? Seven goals, Calgary Flames? Yes, indeed it was, as the offense finally had a night where they had a lot of shots for a change, and the puck did go in. As they are romp Vegas 7-2. They did catch Vegas in a brutal spot, though. Long road trip in the east. 
and uh, first home game back, and Calgary pounced on them. Arizona keeps their great home uh, winning streak alive, 3-2 with a win over the Canucks, 4-1 Kings over the uh, Jackets, no real big shock there. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, Seattle wins, but wins in overtime does me no good having them in regulation. But Alex, thoughts on the rest of the board from last night? Yeah, it's interesting too. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the year, the Calgary, Florida trade, and how big that was. And both of those teams had offensive explosions last night, kind of almost, especially for Florida, turning the clock back a year. Uh, that game with Florida Montreal, I mean, that's just as nutty as you're going to see it. We've already seen some nutty high scoring games. Of course, we always talk about that uh, Kings game that <laughs> just seemed the marathon of goals that we did on the backcast. Uh, it was the same kind of feel. I mean, 10 goals combined in what the first 13 and a half minutes of the game that that's just an absurd pace and i mean just shows you just how bad everything is with montreal this team's basically playing with 12 players and they're all forwards right now it's just there's nothing going on uh behind their blue line and and it's it's problematic and even you know we talk about fading these favorites and taking shots to big dogs montreal is not a big dog to take a shot on the rest of the way i can't imagine i would have a play on montreal money line in any fashion uh, in the next month, to be honest. And, you know, look at some of these other games. Chicago, that game really ticked me off, obviously. Hawks should not be winning right now. And I thought for sure that Nashville was going to come out hot and heavy. But this is a Predators team that, you know, once again, bungling a, a, a game that they should have won at home. Gets That's the why they're not making it. Can we stop this nonsense that Nashville's no. making the playoffs? They're not making shit. They're not no, going anywhere. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and, and losses like this are exactly the reason why you couldn't even force them in the overtime. You know, you get get the break the shutout with about what thirty seven seconds left. Couldn't get another goal, and so you know, yeah, Nashville. We're starting to see. I think right now, like I said, the teams that are still in the race, they're still going to beat each other. We still got a bunch of these, you know, home and home sets and back to back games. And but the teams that are missing out on the on the, on the postseason in the next week or so, we're going to start seeing those teams. I think officially starting to, or at least unofficially, I should say, because of course points wise, they'll still be alive until the end of it. But they're going to start playing themselves out of the way, and we have to start maybe you know picking and choosing, fading those teams. Ironically enough, it may not happen all at once. There's one team that I think will fall out of favor that might be a good bet on spot for tonight. Yeah, definitely. And Montreal, you're right. I just uh, they've it's shocking to see just how the goals they've given up this week. And uh, Jake Allen in particular has had a horrendous week, and he deserves a lot of the blame. I mean, they haven't played great in front of either goalie. But Allen's play has been borderline atrocious. I, I I expect AHL goalies to play better than he's looked in the mm-hmm. last two games. The Colorado game was a disgrace for him. And last night, do you see some of those goals that went in on him after he uh, came into the game for Montembeau? Like, short side, not covering post. You know, fundamental goaltending, 101, and he's totally not in, into it. Not You know, and off the post, short side goals, squeaking through between his arm and the post, shit that can't happen. And for a veteran goalie, you don't expect that. I mean, he has been just brutal in these last two games. You expect better from a veteran, and uh, it's been rough. I think I think he's on the decline overall in his career. And, and I think Montembeau, he had that nice little run for, what, about maybe four, four or five weeks. I don't think he's he's it. I mean, I think he's a decent goalie. He could hang around the NHL, be a decent backup option. But yeah. this tandem is far from it. And I think Montreal, that needs to be priority number one, is uh, go out and get a goaltender next year. Yeah, I think there's definitely truth to that. Uh, get Go out and get a goaltender, uh, and uh, that's definitely an area. They have to address a lot of areas still, don't get me wrong, but uh, definitely that's one of the areas they definitely have to uh, look at is certainly shoring things up in terms of in between the pipes. All right, let's see if we can shore things up with our uh, wagers on this Friday card. we got four games to look at. We will begin with not that Buffalo-Philly game. Actually, this is the one we will start with, St. Louis and Washington. Uh, we've got uh, Washington minus 180 now, home favorites in this game, six and a half being the uh, total in this one. Um, so I definitely thought I would be fade blues, right? Fade St. Louis is what we've been looking to do. Credit to Alex for taking the wild on the puck line the other night against uh, St. Louis. They got the job done. Uh, I didn't love the spot for Minnesota, but they found a way, obviously crazy game. And from a spot perspective, you look at this on paper, St. Louis is off that bubbling emotional cauldron of a game against a division rival. Now, granted, St. Louis isn't going anywhere, but clearly that was a game that got them riled up, fired up. And now you got to come back and you've got to try to uh, piece together a good performance here tonight uh, in this game uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, I think that's a very difficult, tough ask, in my opinion. So I want no part of St. Louis tonight. 
uh, in this spot. Uh, but do you want to lay minus 180 with Washington? That's the question you've got to ask yourself here. I know they beat Buffalo and came back uh, in that game, but Buffalo kind of shot themselves in the foot with ill-timed penalties, defensive breakdowns. Uh, Uko Pekalukanen was not very good uh, in between the pipes uh, for that hockey game against uh, Washington. Uh, Capitals took advantage of that. Um, we'll see how they fare here. I mean, they're still in the mix. I mean, so you should have effort. You know, the Capitals are still very much alive. You know, they're not that far behind the Penguins and the Islanders uh, in the uh, wild card chase for those two wild card spots in the East. So I still lean Washington in regulation. I'm, I'm not as bullish on it based on the price or the fact that Joel Hofer's in net for the Blues. He is considered, I guess, quote unquote, their future. Uh, it's a situation with Bennington serving the two game suspension for his part uh, in the uh, melee on when uh, against Minnesota. They're not putting uh, Rice in tonight. They're giving Joel Hofer the opportunity here. And he's been very good in the AHL, uh, 2.5 goals against average, 920 save percentage uh, for Hofer uh, going into this uh, matchup tonight here uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. So we'll see how he fares tonight uh, in this game. I do like the over a little bit, six and a half. We have seen both teams trending over St. Louis. Washington's gone over four of the last five, the last two head-to-head meetings involving these two teams have been overs as well. So I do like the over a little bit, and I'm going to look at some props as well pretty much for this game. That's the way I'm definitely going to be approaching it. I think for Washington, as much as, yes, they've got uh, Ovechkin healthy again for this team, uh, or not healthy, but back from his absence uh, after grieving the uh, loss of his dad. Uh, Oshie is the one that's really been good lately, and Strom as well. Strom's on a six-game point streak. Oshie's on a four-game point streak. And even sprinkle on the goal prop for both guys. Both capable of finding the back of the net. Dylan Strom, TJ Oshie right now for Washington. I think they're good props. On the St. Louis side, Robert Thomas is heating up. Jordan Cairo with points in three straight games. Shen with points in three straight games uh, for uh, the Blues. Buchnevich, 10 games with a point uh, consecutively. So that's an incredible run that he's on. No question about that. But the guy I really want to talk about, and uh, occupancy has already brought him up in the chat, uh, Jacob Vrana for the St. Louis Blues uh, traded for uh, with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. They got him just recently. And man, has he made an impact, instant impact, instant offense for the uh, St. Louis Blues since he's been on this team. Four goals, four points in the last four games for Jacob Vrana. He's gone over his shots on goal prop in three of the last four games as well. I think you sweep the board with Jacob Vrana props tonight. You bet a little over two and a half shots on goal. You bet the goal prop. You bet the point prop. He has got tremendous value right now for the St. Louis Blues. He's clearly taking advantage of tons of opportunity. Top six forward role. Number one power play unit uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Facing a Washington team that still can give up goals. Darcy Kemper hasn't necessarily been very good uh, here uh, in uh, recent games for the uh, Capitals. Uh, the defense still without Carlson and uh, Jensen on the blue line for Washington. Struggling a little bit as well. So opportunity for sure. Uh, for Jacob Vrana to keep this red-hot, sizzling offensive streak that he's got going uh, alive here tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. And just to put it in context and give you the numbers, uh, Vrana tonight, shots on goal over 2.5 is plus 110 uh, at bet 3.65. Just to get a point, Jacob Vrana is plus 116 uh, at FanDuel, plus 115 at BetMGM and DraftKings. Just unbelievable price for a guy that's red-hot like this and upwards of plus 290 to score a goal tonight and keep in mind he actually started his career with Washington Jacob Vrana so he got the former team angle in play with his player props tonight so yeah Jacob Vrana uh, all day all night for this guy uh, what do you think here in this one Alex Blues Capitals yeah and, and it's interesting you got like I said Holford getting uh called up and he's had some great numbers with Springfield and it would have been really interesting if we could have seen uh, Lindgren actually go for Washington because those two guys were actually teammates in Springfield. Both had great uh, postseason numbers last year and helped them get to the uh, Calder Cup final against the Wolves. So, you know, Hofer, like I said, he's the guy of the future. He's had great numbers again this year, but I still think it's going to take some time. He's, you know, got to get used to except, you know, playing in the NHL at that high level. It's, it's still a difference, even with the AHL playoff experience. As a Washington team, like I said, I don't think they're going to make the postseason, but I do think this is a good spot for them at home. Uh, he said only land a dollar twenty to get them in regulation, and that's the bet that I took 
here. I, I, like I said, there's not going to be too many spots to bat Washington, but there's plenty of spots in my eyes to fade St. Louis. And the way that they lost that game the other night, like I said, against the division rival, and everybody's talking about all the things with Bennington, and now he's suspended for a couple of games. I think, like I said, this is just kind of like the, you know, the air out of the balloon for St. Louis. You know, everything. This is a, it's the season's officially kind of wrapping up now, and they're just playing out the string at this point. I think Washington can capitalize and get two points within 60 minutes. So let's go Caps uh, minus a dollar twenty home. And definitely, like I said, Verona. Even with back of the Caps, I still would look at taking Jacob Verona. It's a four-one game. It's a good chance he might be the only guy getting that one goal for St. Louis. Yeah, definitely. I think Jacob Verona props absolutely. Uh, a great bet like they have been here the last few games. Uh, definitely. He has got it going right now. No question about it for the uh, St. Louis Blues and facing his former team. I, I'm with you, Alex, on the side. Like if, definitely if I'm betting this, it's caps. Uh, that's definitely what I was leaning with initially. I was I was thinking Grice initially was going to be the goalie. I said I'm going to be betting uh, caps and regulation here. But with Hofer, I'm a little more hesitant. I might still jump in on that for a couple bucks because I really still want to fade St. Louis, especially after that game the other night. You really think St. Louis is going to bring their A game tonight after that crazy-ass, intense, physical, you know, almost had a line brawl, almost had the two goalies going at it. They would have gone at it if the fucking officials got out of the way. That's another story. We talked enough about that. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, it's, I think it's a tough spot here for uh, St. Louis. Uh, here coming off that game. I mean, it's hard to muster up you, uh, the emotion of that night when you're playing, you know, Washington outside of your, con con not even outside, not just outside of your division, outside of your conference. So I'm with you totally on the spot that it's Washington or nothing uh, for me tonight. All right, we've got uh, next up Carolina and Toronto. Uh, we've got the Leafs minus 120, uh, home, slight home favorites, six the total. I don't know if you put much stock into this shit. It's just more symbolism than anything, but it is St. Patrick's Day, of course, and green is the color of St. Patrick's Day. Well, at one time, the Toronto Maple Leafs franchise was known as the St. Pats, okay? And they will be wearing green and white old St. Pats jerseys for this game tonight, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, for this St. Patrick's Day home game against the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm not saying that they – I don't know if, it's, uh, if there's a tangible record, a strong – you know, track record of success when they wear these jerseys for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, but it's something new to keep in mind. Toronto St. Pat's, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be the green and white, not the blue and white tonight uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in this game. And they're actually nice-looking jerseys, and uh, they are. So uh, it, uh, I'm not saying bet Toronto now because of this, but because you do have a very good Carolina team on the other side, a team that beat Winnipeg, of course, 5-3 uh, the other night. I'm fascinated in who's in goal Freddie Anderson against his old team, if it's him, or is it Kochekov? We know Ronta's still uh, banged up. We, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Anderson, especially you know playing his old mates, Toronto, but hasn't been confirmed. It is Ilya Samsonov once again for the uh, Leafs, who is, who's been very good most of the season, and even in the Colorado shootout loss the other night, can't blame him. He was very strong once again uh, in net for the uh, Leafs in that game. I, I'm tempted to back Toronto here. I don't feel... Like, wow, Leafs, you know, losing to Colorado, couldn't hang with the Avalanche. No, they they hung with the Avalanche. That was a very even hockey game. It was back and forth. It was a very entertaining game. Both teams had their chances. Uh, it was both, team, both teams had their great goaltending that night from both Georgiev and from Samsonov. Just happened that Colorado got the extra goal in the shootout to win the game. I thought the Leafs did okay uh, there. Uh, in that matchup against Colorado, made a good account of themselves. And the one thing we know about the Leafs, how many times have we said this shit, Alex, about the Leafs? You don't trust them always when they play inferior competition because yeah. they sometimes can play down. But you do often get their best against the best. They beat Tampa at home this year. They've beaten some good teams at home this year. Uh, they nearly beat Colorado at home the la on Wednesday night on that TNT game. So I'm leaning Toronto. I haven't bet Toronto yet. We're waiting to see this uh, conf lineup confirmation, especially the goalie situation on the Carolina side. But Leafs are passed for me, and they've won three straight, actually, uh, against Carolina. So they've actually played this Hurricanes team uh, pretty well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Canes, Leafs. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned about the St. Patrick's. I'm I would like to think that Carolina, if there's ever a time to break out the old heart for Whaler ones, that would be a great uh, uniform combo. But I don't know if they're going to be doing that. But this is uh, an interesting game because, like you said, these are two high-quality teams. And it, it's funny seeing these prices because it's like, yeah, I think, like, wow, when's the last time I saw Toronto minus twenty? And, of course, we've seen Carolina a little bit cheaper because they've lost two of the last three games. And that's the thing. It's so hard to say, wow, am I going to really fade Carolina? Are they going to really lose a, you know, a third game in the, in the last four? That just doesn't seem like 
But uh, I also remember Hurricane. Alex jumping in with the same price. It was Carolina at New Jersey and Kochekov in net, and they're shut out by Vegas. Great spot. And they could they play bad. That was a rough yeah. game for Carolina. So it's not that automatic. It's like almost like they're dangling a carrot here. Ooh, Carolina plus hundred, come and get it. Exactly. Not for me. Right. Yeah. And that's and that is that's exactly the thing. And and this could just be where Carolina's playing some bad hockey right now. We've talked about it with every team in the league, and it seems like you know, Boston and Carolina are the last two teams to uh have some bad stretches of hockey. And it makes sense because they've been great all year. Like it had to come at some point. So yeah, I'm not playing Carolina. If I had to play anything here, it'd be Toronto or Pass. But right now, I'm probably going to wait and just watch this one jump on something in game because uh, I, I could see it. You know, I could see this game going either way in the sense of whoever dominates early just keeps that pace going and and carries it all the way through. I don't think this you know could necessarily be a, a super tight back and forth start. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, a, and this is a pivotal game for both teams. They know that these, this is high quality playoff competition. For either one of these teams to get through to where they need to be, they have to realize they're more than likely going to end up facing each other potentially. Even Toronto with all the you know woes of getting out of the first round, but it seems like that may not be that too too hard of an issue this year, and and this could be a, a potential you know foe. So it's something too. I, I I don't think we see it too often now as we do in the last week of the season. You will see this, and we've seen it before, where if teams had a matchup and they knew they were going to be playing somebody in that first round a week later that you wouldn't see much offense going on because of the fact that, you know, you don't want to show your hand. So, you know, the whole thing that you talk about in preseason, you know, you don't show your hand and show exactly everything you're doing. So, like I said, I think a team could get onto a, a run and control the pace throughout 60 minutes of play. That may not necessarily mean that they're just going to go and score five or six goals. So if anything, I would play pregame and might actually be the under at six. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I think the total could stay under and uh, I could see that happening. And I want to point out too another thing that I look at too is the the one win Winnipeg had was or Carolina had was against Winnipeg five three, and they they finally got out of their offensive doldrums. But they did it against Dave Riddick, you know our guy, Big Civ Dave. So you know how much stock do you want to put into that? The other night, and the Jets were at the end of a long road trip too after a couple of wins, so it was not a great Jet spot. Carolina pounced on it. Uh, there are some props that I might pounce on here uh, in this uh, game. There are some lineup shifting going on because, again, with Svechnikov out for the uh, Hurricanes, Rod Brindamore is definitely going to be experimenting a little bit. Yes, Apuliarvi again. Uh, has, he got, has he got some incriminating evidence on these head coaches that he plays for? I mean, seriously. I mean, he, he just doesn't produce for a guy that plays top-line minutes. He was playing with McDavid, and he was stuck on like two goals the whole time in Edmonton playing with McDavid so often on the top line. And now here he is again playing on the top line for this uh, Carolina team. Of course, he's gone pointless here in the last uh, two games that he's been uh, on that top line with Ajo and Jarvis. So, you know, you'd like to think there's value in his props, but he just never, never fucking produces. You know, that's the problem. Uh, Tara Vina with Kotkaniemi and Natchez. Kotkaniemi, he is showing signs of really picking his game up. So if you're looking at maybe some value, uh, Yasperi Cook and Yemi here centering that second line for the Carolina Hurricanes, maybe a, a decent option here. Maybe that three point night against uh Winnipeg gets him going. Uh, two goals, one assist, three points. He had a very strong night uh, against uh, uh, against uh, Winnipeg the other night. Could he keep it going here potentially? Uh, some other props that are worth uh, mentioning here Cali Yarncroke for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Go back to the well with him. He was very noticeable the other night. He, uh, again, there was a low-scoring game, so the offensive production wasn't there, but the chances sure were. He could have scored two or three goals against uh, Georgiev. He was all over the ice against uh, Colorado the other night, playing with Matthews and Marner. So Callie Yarncroke, for me, is my number one uh, value prop for Toronto. Uh, by the way, Matthews is averaging six shots on goal in his last five games, shooting the puck a ton, so I don't mind Matthews uh, over four-and-a-half shots on goal uh, either. Uh, in this game tonight. I think that might be something to uh, look at here as far as the shots on goal props uh, are concerned in this game uh, for them. Uh, what else am I uh, considering here as far as uh, props? I'm just looking uh, tonight. Uh, you know what? I could see this being a game too where, uh, you know, Samsonov faces a lot of rubber because I could see Carolina throwing a lot at him. Uh, and you might see that here tonight. So the Samsonov saves prop. Uh, might be in play as well for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. But uh, those are the main props here for the uh, Hurricanes and the Leafs uh, in uh, this game. I'm not going too much into the uh, offensive props in this game because, as Alex mentioned, I think we do have potential to see 
a little bit of a lower scoring game tonight between the Canes and the Leafs. All right, great stuff. That's the first half of the Friday card. Two more games left, 128 live viewers on YouTube on this St. Paddy's Day edition of the show. Cheers to everyone out there. Uh, hit the like button uh, and shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We will be back with uh, the last two games on this Friday card in just a moment, right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, uh, good stuff there indeed. All right, we got two more games left here on this Friday uh, NHL slate. By the way, I do want to point out something about the St. Louis-Washington game uh, that I forgot to mention. Uh, he did get uh, injured the other night against uh, Buffalo. Uh, it was blocking a shot, but it looks like he's okay. Rasmus Sandin is look, looking like he's going to play tonight for the Washington Capitals. Talked about how after that trade with Toronto, we have seen Rasmus Sandin really with this increased ice time, number one power play, number one D pair with the injuries to Carlson and also Jensen for Washington. He stepped up. His props are worth a look right now. He's undervalued, I think, with point prop especially. I think for Rasmus Sandin for the uh, Washington Capitals is definitely worth a look tonight, especially now that he's a good to go and will be in the lineup. Speaking of good to go and in the lineup, Jimmy Murphy's in our lineup, our Friday St. Paddy's Day edition of the Ice Guys lineup. Hey, hey, hey. Cheers, Jimmy. I know you're under the weather. You're hurting yeah. a little bit. That's why you don't have the drinking, uh, the, the pint in hand with I you. But St. Paddy's Day, my friend. This will be my only one today. Some wine. Slancha, guys. I've got one of those mugs there, Alex, thanks to you. <laughs> I had my nice. coffee in it, too, one day. It was nice. <laughs> there you awesome. go. See, Alex is at, at, at our partnership with Gramco. We've turned Jimmy into a big Gramco fan. Yeah. So all of you out there, if yeah. you haven't gotten involved, get it. Uh, yeah, Gramco, they actually did sure. some stuff on my podcast recently, too. So Nice. Uh, awesome. Wonderful. Might be doing some work with them as well. So, yeah, they, I, I like Robin, their, uh, your contact yeah. there is a wonderful woman. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Cool no, person. So, uh, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff, guys. I actually would love some of that right now with the way I've been feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, de I'll definitely. just tell you guys, I got to get this off my chest. This Because, sure. uh, I mean, you guys know me. This is my weekend. This is my Christmas. Yeah. Um, but so last Saturday, I after the Bruins game, I had an hour and a half to kill uh, before my train went home. And I, you know, was, ah, whatever. St. Patty's week has kind of officially begun, you know, and I was wearing my green jacket for Irish Day there. Went across the street to Porter's, uh, my favorite little haunt across McGarn. If anybody out there ever goes to a Bruins game, if you're from out of town and you're looking for a good pub, just a good pub feel, you know, everything is pretty much gentrified around the garden now. It's very high end, you know, upper class. You want just a regular neighborhood dive type pub, good food good prices and really strong drinks. Porter's is the place. And uh, so I was there hanging out, chilling with the staff. And one of the staff that I know had like no voice. And I said, what's going on with you? And he says, oh, well, I got walking pneumonia, but I'm toughing it out. And I go, you fucking moron. Go home. Why are you going to get us all sick? He goes, I'm fine. I'm not contagious anymore. I go, dude, I've had walking pneumonia twice. And trust me, it's contagious. And he's like, whatever, man. Three days later, I'm yep. on my back. Could wow. hardly breathe. Had to go to the ER. It, it's Jeez, just like, Jimmy. Wow. They were all right, though. My lungs cleared out. They said my lungs were fine, but I just just a lot of congestion. It just felt like having COVID, you know. Right. Thankfully, yep. I didn't have that. But I just said, you know, <laughs> if I was to go out today and do my usual shenanigans on St. Patrick's Day, I'd definitely be in a hospital tomorrow. So 
Taking it easy, boys. Just a little of the greenery, a little wine with you, and that's about it. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm glad you busted out one drink for us. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is the time to do it, so we appreciate that very much. All right, happy before... St. Patrick's Day to everyone out there, too. Exactly. Yes, one more. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day to uh, everyone out there. We appreciate it. All right, there we go. You know, who the, you know who the best Irishman in the NHL is, guys, right? Who? Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. Uh, St. <laughs> Patrice. It's St. Patrice yeah. Day today. That's right. Oh, yeah. Story on that way back. You know, his yeah. uh, his, his uh, grandparents are from Belfast. French Patrick. Yep. No, but his grandparents are actually from Belfast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. His family migrated from Belfast. And when the Bruins played the uh, the Coyotes, the year they won the cup, they started the mm -hmm. season in Prague, but they, they did some games, uh, some practices and a game in Belfast. And, you know, the team had dinner with his oh, grandparents. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah, and Sean Thornton as well had family over there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Patrice Bergeron is just—he's as Irish as you get in uh, French Quebec. <laughs> yeah, that—that uh, that I did not know. Wow, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty either. cool. Pretty yeah. cool. His, his, real name, Irish guys, guys, yep. his real name was Patrice. Patrice. Oh, okay. uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah, but he right. he changed it to go with the French. So. Oh, oh wow. She's there. You know, good trivia she you didn't know, but yeah. now you know. That is, a, yeah. that is a cool fun fact. I like that. Uh, that is. That's a very uh, cool fun fact. So he fits in perfectly then. Yeah. In a city yeah. like Boston. Oh, yeah. A heavy Irish descent contingent, to, to say the least, no doubt. And uh, the number three, as you would say, Alex, uh, parade in the uh, country. Yeah. That's what uh, what I was reading. Yeah. So we're going to give out the. No, no, in the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The list that I read, Boston was number three, and I was stunned. I knew this a long time ago what number one was. We're giving it out. Don't give away if you know it. But number one, we're going to mention it on uh, for our best bet. We did a trivia thing. So okay, and how about this? Do you guys know the random one that's usually in like the top five? It might have fallen out now, but wait, no, because you're gonna give you're gonna give it away. That that's that, yeah. okay. It might, it might be. Yeah. It. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. it, it's it's in the least. It's, yeah, it's a place you would not at all not expect. Guess. Yes, not yeah. at all expect. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. All, all right, so Jimmy, this is your chance now. Once, or he still well, I won't give it yeah. away. Anyhow, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. we will definitely mention it on our uh, best bet segment and uh, mention it because you're right. You'll be shocked when you hear which one it is. But uh, Jimmy, we only see you, of course, on Friday. So, what do you want to talk about NHL? Anything you want to get off your chest? Is there anything you want us? Anything you've watched the last week that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, actually. I watched you guys yesterday um, laying in bed and um, you know, Alex, I think I agree with everything he said about the way the NHL handled the uh, Jordan Bennington situation. Um, look, do I have any issue with that little prima donna whiny little bitch getting suspended? No, I don't really, I don't mind that. But at the same time, I mean, I want to see him get his ass kicked. And I think everybody in any, in the NHL did, especially yep. potentially by Mark Andre Fleury, <laughs> who, you know, is the all-around, end-all good guy in the world. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to see him take care of him. And, you know, when he's sitting there. He sounded so up, friendly even when he was trying to get after Bennington. Right, 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 right. Up the audio segment yeah. of it. Yeah. He's mic'd up and all that. Yeah. He's like, come on, this will be fun. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think the NHL once again, and look, I sound hypocritical because I am a big advocate of, uh, of you know, CTE and all that and trying to be aware of that and, and not seeing players uh, have trauma after the career, but come on, this is going to be a goalie fight. It was going to, like he said, it was going to be fun. It wasn't going to yeah. be your violent, you know, Bogart slamming down on another guy with a thunder punch. Like this is just, it was just going to be fun and it would have went viral and the NHL would have got notoriety. And, you know, for them to say, Oh, we're trying to veer away from violence. And then they totally just, you know, don't pay attention to concussions and, and head safety and head trauma they're full of it i just thought they i don't know what the deal was why they did that it just they they totally missed the boat yeah yeah i mean they, they missed the boat in a lot of different aspects with that yeah. whole uh, ordeal yeah. uh, there's no question um bruins jimmy i mean credit to you and alex you were on top of this that they were going to Bounce back last night. Good spot for them. Winnipeg yeah. off a road trip as well. They pounced on the Jets early. They end up winning 3 nothing. But we are still concerned. I mean, is that one game enough to say, you know what, still not be concerned? But I think for the rest no. of the season, it's experiment with your lineups. Everything's wrapped up. You know, there's going to still be spots moving forward. You don't want to be back in the Bruins night in, night out right yeah. now. Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you, if they hadn't had practice, they're actually practicing as we speak uh, right now out in Minnesota. 
right by Alex. Uh, they're there to yeah. play the Wild tomorrow afternoon. Should be a hell of a game. Um, you know, I, I think if they didn't have practice today, the whole team would have been buying Jeremy Swayman a lot of drinks last night <laughs> and getting an early uh, St. Patty's celebration going because – I, look, yeah, they had a great start, and that's why I took them. I just was – I yeah. knew – I just – knowing this team, knowing that the coach had, had kind of reeled into him, and that's the first time he's really done that all year. Yeah. Uh, he Virgil, hasn't had to. That's why. Yeah, you know, he hasn't had to, but there's yeah. been times where he could have. Yeah. I, I don't think he felt comfortable enough yet. You know what I mean? But he's at that point now where he feels, I can get away with that. I'm not going to – and look, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like the old boomer here, but it's a different generation, and – Sometimes the younger generation doesn't take too kindly to harsh criticism, but they, they all knew they deserved it and he gave it to them and they, they took it well received and I knew they were going to apply it. So that's why I took them first period puck line. But you know, if not for Swayman, I don't know if they win that game. I, I mean, there were a ton of times where the Winnipeg could have gotten back into a couple power plays where he was huge on. Uh, I thought Charlie McAvoy was an absolute man child out there with what do you finished seven block shots I mean, he was a beast on defense, and he also saved one that got through Swayman's legs. So I think they're not out of the woods at all. They're far from out of the woods right now. I think there's a lot of things they still need to work on. One of them, and look, I know they won the uh, the Stanley Cup in 2011 without a power play. Uh, what was it, like 28th in the, in the league heading in, and then they only had like three power play goals that whole run. I understand that, but it would be nice to get the power play going for a little. Because if you get the power play going, you start to build off uh, offense, com- offensive confidence, you know, and get your forwards going and get everyone kind of feeling like they, they, they're on the same page again. Once that happens, I think maybe it has, it has a ripple effect into the rest of their game. So I think that's going to be a big focus going in uh, to Minnesota and then Buffalo on Sunday. Fix the power. Fix the power play. They have to. That's been a big concern I've voiced with the Bruins lately. Yeah. It's not just that the power play is not producing; they're giving up short-handed goals. It's happened. Like that's been a big issue yeah, too. It's not just that it's games, not producing. Right? They're plus one. The opponent is plus one on our power play lately. Did you know that's Ian? They really had another one up until um until Saturday, and then of course they gave another one up Sunday. But until Saturday, they hadn't given one up in forty eight games. Yeah, I mean, that's wow. insane. Yeah. You know, so I think it's kind of guys. Am I worried? No, I wouldn't say worried, but they need some work. But, yeah. I mean, every team's going to go through this, right? And, look, I a lot of people here are saying, oh, they've turned the corner and watch. They're going to sweep this back-to-back in Minnesota and Buffalo. What are you, on crack? <laughs> Minnesota's playing out of their minds right now. They're yeah. one of the best teams in hockey in the last 10 games, and, and they're, they're really looking like a team that's built good for the playoffs. And then Buffalo's fighting for their lives, you know? So yeah. these aren't going to be easy games. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the Bruins lose both of them. And, I, yeah. and even if they do, I don't think the sky is falling. I just think no. it's it's natural when you go through these phases and you yeah. run into some teams that are desperate. And, Jim, you said the Bruins are practicing today. Do you know if they're practicing at the XL? Because I know they are not staying in the downtown area because the hotel that's usually reserved is booked with all the college teams. I can tell you right now um, – and this is a tough back-to-back. They're in Minnesota for an early game, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. local on Saturday in Minnesota. Okay, so, and then 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday in Buffalo. Tough Yeah, yep. they're at the Tria Rink. Do you know where that is? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I literally just the went there. R-I-A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they practice there. Okay, and then it'll be interesting to see because there's a lot going okay, on in, that, in the area. that right over the air, but oops. <laughs> oh, no, that, that, yeah, no. I mean, it's that's it's it wide. Matter. You can't it's miss – you can't miss Trio. Like, it's, it's literally like – it's almost actually an eyesore down the oh, street. Yeah? Like, you can't – yeah. And it, how, many, like, uh, how many sheets they got there, Alex? It's just one, and it's on the it's second one, level. The, the first level is a Walgreens. Like I literally go, I was just there like two hours ago picking up medication. <laughs> like oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like so choppers to watch. It, it it used to be a Macy's that building. It was okay, a but like if you're, if you're there, can can oh. pedestrians just watch yeah. while they're shopping? You can go, yeah, you can go up, you can go upstairs, and there's like oh, there's like cool. corner seats because the uh, that's the like white that place in uh, Edmonton where they have that uh, brick tournament. Yeah, you know, I can't yeah. think of the in the mall there. The, the the white caps the women's team used to play there and then they moved out to the suburbs so they have okay, seating cool. for practice cool yeah that's where they're at so okay so give me time about it oh I was gonna say that's no, interesting so they're practicing in town but then they're leaving out of town yeah to have to come back in and it makes you wonder you know do they have plans or or what I I think it's yeah. a weird tricky spot really for both teams because you got the wild coming home off of a of a uh, you know the road trip as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that that early start yeah. 
Definitely. And plus for Minnesota, their first game after that crazy, crazy St. Louis game, you know, that uh, left all yeah. tempers afraid. So that's a, that's an interesting it's an interesting game. Like I, I haven't even decided if I'm betting it, but we've got till tomorrow uh, to talk about that with the uh, Bruins and the Wild. But uh, it's funny, Jimmy saying maybe I shouldn't have said that I mean, he, because of Jimmy always spending another Friday editing a live show, a clip of the ice guy. <laughs> <shoot. No, no. laughs> I guess it's our republic, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They would have been off the ice by, by the time people figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's and good, good luck stuff. with the traffic around here anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> good luck getting there. Oh, yeah. And, and Alex always complains about sirens and uh, all kinds of uh, loud noises of, because of vehicles going by outside his place. So, yeah, it's uh, just uh, uh, yeah, always busy, always hectic around uh, Alex's place there downtown. And before, the Take only point. other thing on my mind, guys, too, kind of non-hockey related, yep. but Alex related is, Alex, I, I got to ask after that tweet today, were you a male stripper back in the day or? No, what was going no, on that no, uh, that that was 2010 St. Patrick's Day where you gotta have serious self confidence to post a picture like that. You, That's you all pulled I it know. off, dude. I'm I'm telling you, I mean, you look like a look at me. In the morning that year, it was 34 degrees, and by the time that picture was taken, it was 82. It was the warmest St. Patrick's Day in, wow. in Minnesota history, and uh, there was a lot of alcohol consumed that day. So yeah, <laughs> well, 82 that Fahrenheit. Cool. That's rolling. Yeah, that's really 20 good. 10? Huh? 2010. Yeah. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I was, uh, ago. yeah, I was, um, I was at the dropkicks at, uh, at St. Patty's. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dropkick Murphy's a Boston uh, institution oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These Definitely. are the toughest, uh, probably the toughest concert tickets every year to get is they play a three, three night set on St. Patty's weekend. Yep. It's just, nice. and it's just slammed with people. People. Yeah, and it's, it's just, cool yeah. too because a lot of local artists, uh, from all sorts of walks of music, will show up and jam with them. And of course, the one year I didn't, the one year I didn't go. Sorry to ramble here, guys. The one year I didn't go uh, was I want to say one year I had, I didn't go. I broke a five year streak. It's 2011. I was up in Montreal, and I get a call from my buddy. Like I don't know, it's like 10:30 at night, and he goes, "Hey, what's up, motherfucker? You missed. You picked the wrong one to miss. Listen to this." And apparently they didn't even know this was going to happen, but uh, Bruce Springsteen showed up, knocked on the door in the back where like, you know, the alley was and we we'd load the equipment in and where the band would go in at the old house of blues. And uh, he said, Hey, he had his guitar and he said, you guys mind if I jump up my, my kids in the, in the crowd, let's play some riffs. And he jumped up and jammed with them for like four songs. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Of course. No, I missed that. <laughs> that is, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's it was, it, it, unexpected too. I'm sure everyone's like, yeah. "Wow, whoa, yeah. Yeah, see this coming." No, that's cool. That's that, that's super awesome. And yeah, I could I could imagine it. The atmosphere oh, uh, for St. Patty's concert and a place, especially with Dropkick Murphys, like headlining yeah. it. Yeah, just absolutely uh, pandemonium. Beers flowing on this right. day. Ian, they do it up or what? Oh yeah, there's a lot of good ones downtown. There's a lot of Irish bars and pubs in downtown hamilton so nice. it's a good it's a good scenery and even just That's in our little town there's one bet, so yeah. yeah they like to throw them back i bet <laughs> yeah and a friend of mine plays at one of those bars so there you go and i oh, nice. I, I always say i'm not i'm not uh dismissing what you're doing and i don't it's not like i don't i don't care and i don't want to see you perform but what the fuck man it's ncaa tournament every year when the fuck <laughs> <is it? laughs> out of the dungeon known as my office room here uh at this time of year it's just is million shows million games work to do That's and it's just the, the ian pup that is my pop right here. As long as I got the beer, I'm, I'm okay. I can survive St. Patrick's Day. I would be better hanging out with people that you know, but it is what it is. Work does not allow. We got to get you set up in a uh, casino in Vegas one year, and that's where you need to be. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would uh, concur with that. Yeah, I'm all for that uh, for sure. Um, all right, so um, we talked Bruins. We talked things that uh, you wanted to talk about. Just uh, the first two games, we've already talked about them, Jimmy. So, do you have any betting opinions, leans? picks you like for the first two games we've talked st louis washington carolina toronto what do you like in those two games i, I think surprisingly well no you know what? i think i think surprisingly these could both be good games i, I think people looking at washington st louis and you look at st louis i'll oh, know bennington and their season's over but they're scrapping guys they're still scrapping they're one of those teams we talked about earlier you don't want to play down the stretch you never know what you're going to get but you do know that 
they're still going to give an effort. And I, I, I think that for a Capitals team right now, who suddenly is still in the wild card race, even though uh, they, they had an auction at the deadline and, you know, kudos to them and kudos to Alex Ovechkin. I, I, I think he's taken this team on his back right now and said, I want to, I want to get there one more time. I don't know. You know, like if things are going to go south here, but you know, then you, you, you wonder, is it just a reset with them? Is it not going to be a rebuild? We'll see. But all I know is they're playing good playoff hockey at the right time right now. I think that's going to be a good game. I'm going to go with the over in that guys. Um, I like goals. A lot. In this. I'd even throw in the first period over as well. Uh, and then as far as Carolina and Toronto go, uh, I think this is a, a bigger game. I don't know if it's if it's fair to say that or if it makes sense. I just think this is a bigger game for Toronto right now. Because I feel like Toronto the other night, they did what they had to do to beat the defending Stanley Cup champions while they're in the heat of a, you know, they're going down a stretch here, trying to gain some points. And I, I just felt like they did everything but win in that game. Yep. So I wonder, are they either going to be kind of crushed by that? And does that set their confidence back a bit? Or do they say, screw that. We're going to finish what we didn't do the other day. I think it's going to be the latter. Yep. I'm going with the Jimmy Puck line. Toronto Maple Leafs in this one, guys. There you go. Leafs Puck in line. I'm leaning Toronto. Jerseys, no less. They are. They're wearing the Toronto St. Pat's jerseys. I mean, how do you go bet against them on St. Patrick's Day wearing the Toronto St. Pat's jerseys? How do you do that? How do you have the conscience? How do you have the, you know, the (laughs) the gall, the temerity to do that? You you know, you can't. So definitely uh, Toronto or nothing for me. Plus, you know what? They play better against the good teams. We've said this a million times. They could beat Colorado. Remember they smashed Tampa Bay at home right around Christmas time? If they were playing St. Louis tonight, I would take St. Louis. Let's put it that way. I'm with you. Yeah, that's what the Leafs do. And then we saw them lose to Buffalo, obviously, earlier this week. You know, the lesser teams, yeah, they don't always get them at their best. But I By the way, guys, I haven't talked to you since then, though, and that was way back on Monday, I know, but that was a hell of a game. Like, I would love – every time those guys play, it's great. I mean, can you imagine a seven-game series between them? Like, I really just want the Sabres to freaking for once and for all take the next step and get to the playoffs here because if you give me a Toronto-Buffalo series in the playoffs, I'm glued. I don't care what you say. That's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, it would be a fan basis. Yeah, yep. they're so close yep. together. You know, it's like yep. the old Bruins-Whalers games that I grew up going to. I used to drive down to Hartford for the games, and half the place was Bruins fans. It was great. And Buffalo's no. got to get to the point where they're good enough to be a playoff team, and they're obviously yeah. still uh, yeah. getting there at this point. You know what's funny is I could see Toronto, their window closing. There's some changes. Maybe they have to rebuild in a couple of years, and that's when Buffalo gets good. It could be the reverse in a few years. Yeah. Buffalo's that ascending team in the playoffs every year, and Toronto's starting to have to rebuild, and maybe Matthews doesn't stay, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, but we don't know if we'll get that window where both Buffalo and Toronto are really good at the same time and have a chance to uh, play each other uh, in the uh, playoffs. All right, we got two games left for this Friday slate. Uh, Let's go to the next one here. It is uh, Buffalo, speaking of Buffalo, against Mm -hmm. uh, Philadelphia. The Sabres minus 135 road favorites, six and a half the total. Look, this is must get for Buffalo. Got to have it. Okay, Philadelphia is not playing well. Uh, We know that. This is the game you got to have. Looks like it's going to be Craig Anderson, by the way, in net for the Sabres. I actually don't mind that quite honestly, because uh, that was a rough night for uh, Uko Pekalukan in the other night against Washington. They couldn't hold the lead against the Capitals. Greg Anderson played well in that win against Toronto. That's the last time we saw him earlier this week. He played pretty well in that game. Carter Hart is not playing well, and he's been battling an illness that's kept him under the weather this week, but he'll return in net. And so you got a guy that wasn't playing great before his illness, and now he's coming off you know, being away due to being sick and under the weather. I'm not exactly expecting uh, Carter Hart to shut the door here in this game. So two bets for me. I'm on Buffalo minus 135, just a money line. No regulation line, no first period puck line. Just win this hockey game. I think they can do that. I like Buffalo minus 135. But just in case, because the other night uh, they they lost the game, but they did still score four goals against Washington. I'm also on Buffalo team total, over three and a half here, plus 105. Great price uh, with the uh, team total. On the Sabres. I like that quite a bit. If you look at Tampa, they've given up nine goals in their last two games combined. Uh, and uh, Carter Hart's given up nine, uh, five and four goals in his last two starts. I think the Sabres can get to four. So I'm going to do a split bet here. Buffalo money line, minus 135 and Buffalo team total 
uh, over three and a half at a slight plus price, which I think is a a really good bet there with the team total. Good number, good price. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sabers, Flyers. Yeah, actually, I just saw Sabers minus a dollar thirty. That's uh, definitely, I think, the player here. Like I said, it's a, it's a must win game for Buffalo. You know, I say, of course, must win doesn't mean will win, but I mean, Philly really just has nothing to play for. And I think of all the teams in the bottom 10, they're the one that's really doing this whole tanking thing right uh, right now. And, you know, the, the Sabres, if you're betting the Sabres, you have to just, you know, grin and bear it with whichever goalie's in net right now, the, the three that they're rotating. I mean, I've kind of ripped on them pretty heavily in the last week and a half. But like I said, you know, if, if the rest of the team just got to, you know, this is your lineup, you know, go out there and, and give it all you got. And uh, I think they will have more than enough to put away this uh, bad flyer team, especially because Carter Hart struggling now as well. Uh, we always talk about how he's better at home than, than he is on the road. Well, it, it doesn't matter. He can be on the moon right now. And he's not playing that great. So, yeah, give me the Sabres on the money line. All right, Alex, like in Buffalo money line here. Jimmy Sabres Flyers. I'm right there. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with Sabres on the money line here. I also like them. I'm gonna take them as a first period puck line as well. Double them up. All right, there you go. And a first period puck line and money line for Buffalo for Jimmy here with Sabres Flyers. Uh, by the way, we've got some uh, props of worth noting. Uh, Alex Tuck over shots on goal prop three straight games. I like Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn. Uh, for Buffalo for point props. I think they're undervalued. I've talked about them repeatedly uh, as of uh, late. Uh, definitely they've been good. Uh, if you want to actually look at other point props for Buffalo of note in terms of players that have been in good form lately, Thompson, seven of the last 10, he has a point. Uh, Skinner, Jeff Skinner uh, with a point in seven of the last 10. I say keep it simple. I think there's a good chance both of them get on the uh, score sheet tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. You could just keep it simple and go with just the two of them, Thompson and Skinner, parlayed uh, to get a point, and you'll turn it, you know, turn it into a near-even money price you know, if you bet that. So uh, I think that's not a bad uh, way to go here with just put Thompson and Skinner in a uh, two-player point parlay, same game, uh, and you'll turn that into a nice little price there with that. So I think definitely that's a, a good option to go with. I'm just going to see what uh, it is here if I do that on uh, Bet365 with those two players, Skinner. Thompson, yeah, plus 105 point uh, point parlay prop on both of them. Uh, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner uh, for uh, Buffalo. I think that's probably not a bad way to go either uh, in this game. All right, final game of this Friday card, Columbus Blue Jackets, Anaheim Ducks playing for exercise, uh, essentially. Anaheim minus 125 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Goaltending matchup, Lucas Dostal uh, will be a net for uh, Anaheim. Uh, in this one, uh, obviously, he hasn't started since March 8th against Vancouver. He gave up three goals in that game. Uh, he gave up two in a win against Chicago. But he also had a couple rough performances there in February. He gave up six to Tampa Bay, seven to the Buffalo Sabres. So it's been a little good, a little bad. A uh, little bit of good, a little bit of bad for uh, Lucas Dostal in that. And let's be honest, you know, he's got the same very mediocre, below-average Anaheim blue line that uh, John Gibson, Anthony Stolarz, and all the goaltenders for Anaheim have had to play behind uh, all season long. So uh, I definitely think it's uh, certainly a Columbus team that can score some goals tonight, but we know it was a net for Columbus, and we figured it would be because last night we saw Daniil Tarasov against uh, Los Angeles. He figured with Elvis Merzlikens still out, and obviously Corpus Allo traded away to L.A., that it was a good chance we'd see Michael Hutchinson back in net tonight for the Jackets, and that is indeed the case. Michael Hutchinson uh, will be the uh, starting goaltender tonight for uh, Columbus. We know we don't uh, think uh, very highly of him in, in terms of his confidence in him to stop the puck. Uh, he's coming off a start against St. Louis where he gave up four goals on 23 shots, five goals allowed to uh, Pittsburgh in relief of Merzlikens, if you'll remember, uh, in that game against the uh, Penguins. So not exactly good. Uh, for uh, Michael Hutchinson here, those last uh, couple of starts uh, that he has had. So I think it's just keep it simple, right? You got two teams uh, out of the playoffs. No need to really pay much attention to defensive intensity or blocking shots. I like over six and a half. And by the way, the last couple meetings have gone uh, over the total as well, Jackets and Ducks. So for me, Columbus, Anaheim, over six and a half. I might even put a little extra as well on the Anaheim team total uh, in particular, over three and a half, just because... Uh, Michael Hutchinson, as I said, last couple starts, not great by any stretch of the imagination, but it's what we've come to expect. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Columbus Anaheim. Yeah, I probably won't watch too much of this, but I will at least be watching at least the first period because I want to wait and see and try and grab this at a five and a half over in game. Uh, this probably won't be, you know, 
it'll be exciting, I think, from a goal point of view. I think we're going to see, you know, back and forth action. But obviously, with two teams that are waiting uh, for the draft lottery, this is not going to be uh, the highlight of the night. I think we're just going to see a bunch of goals and mostly sloppy defense as a result. So I like the over, but I don't want six and a half. I'm going to wait and try to grab a better price and a uh, better number in the game. All right, good. Yeah, exactly. N- never a bad idea, especially if you don't like the price initially to look for a better live uh, number. Yeah, apology. The ringtone is loud, but hey, Jimmy's a wanted man. There it is again. So right, Jimmy's guys. a wanted man. What can you say? Uh, he's a popular guy. It's St. Patty's Day. Yeah, you know, that's probably part of it, too. You know, well, they're going to stick to the laptop, so there's nothing I can do. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, apparently, it scared one of our viewers. It is. It is that's all right. It is what it is. You Jimmy, what do you think? You're going down, so. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think, you, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> Columbus and Anaheim, Jimmy. What do you think? I gotta, I gotta pass on this. Nothing Not wrong with that. Nice and simple. Yeah. Uh, in terms of props here in this game, Lion A's been feeling it lately for the uh, Blue Jackets, uh, no doubt. Uh, and of course, last night they got shut down by the Kings, but I don't expect that to be duplicated here tonight by this Anaheim team. So Lion A, Kent Johnson, maybe for Marchenko for Columbus for Anaheim. Cam Fowler and Zegras are riding some nice point props lately for their respective for, for Anaheim. Uh, Petrano's gotten a point in three straight games. Fowler with a point in three straight games from the blue line for Anaheim. Uh, Trevor Zegras with a point in seven of the last ten. Same with Troy Terry. Uh, so you can definitely make a nice little point parlay possibly with all of those players tonight uh, for this game. All right, great stuff. That's the Friday card. We appreciate it. Happy St. Paddy's Day one more time uh, here on this Friday edition of the show. Hit the like button. Of course, Alex and I will be back with our Saturday contributor, Saturday guest Kevin Beach joining us as well, ready for a massive Saturday card tomorrow, and we'll break it down at noon Eastern, as always, on Saturday. Uh, Looking forward to that. Check out patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Uh, Power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, daily Ice Guys show betting card, uh, and, of course, tons of bonus content. Check it all out. Sign up, subscribe. $10 $10 a month, patreon.com slash ice guys. I also woke up to a wonderful email. Uh, our store, we have a 20% off coupon once again for the next six days. So check out iceguys.myspreadshop.com. 20% off is back. And we also have a special item in the store today. If you find it when you go visit and take a screenshot and uh, post that, we will repost it and uh, we might have something cool coming for you. We also got some giveaway stuff coming up soon. More details will be coming up after the weekend about that. So yeah, I like who stuff, but definitely check out the store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Good stuff. And a reminder, our next live betcast, as always, on Tuesday uh, next week. So Tuesday, March the 21st, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, our next Ice Guys live betcast. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, DM or email me to get the link to the betcast, and we'll make sure you have it before uh, it begins. All right, we'll wrap the show up with best bets coming right up right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here for the... uh, End of the show, essentially. It is that time. Uh, at, Jimmy, I mean, with only one once a week with you and 
glad to have you here. Obviously, St. Patrick's Day and uh, uh, always fun to have Jimmy Murphy Fridays on the show. Anything else you want to talk about NHL related before we uh, get to best oh, bets? We're good, nope. brother. We're good. All right. Good stuff indeed. All right, let's go. Best bets. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like? Best bet. All right. So I got to give the trivia answer. The largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the United States of America, and this has changed recently. Number one is now Savannah, Georgia. This used to be New York City. And then New York City, it changed because of uh, safety restrictions. They kind of limited the crowds. Savannah, Georgia has well over 400,000 people every year attend their parade. It's one of the largest parades of any kind in the South, but it is the largest parade uh, for St. Patrick's Day in the United States. So the answer is Savannah, Georgia. Uh, for my best bet, I'm going to go a little bit uh, north of Georgia. We're going to go with uh, Washington, D.C., the Capitals, minus $1.20 in regulation against the St. Louis Blues. I mean, we did a great job fading the St. Louis Blues for a best bet the last time they played. I think uh, they're going to keep on sliding down and, and Washington still fighting for their playoff lives. So let's go with D.C., the Caps, in regulation, minus $1.20. It's my best bet. And everybody have a wonderful and safe, happy St. Patrick's Day. There you go. And Capitals in regulation for uh, Alex against the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, best bet. Jimmy Murphy, what do you got for your St. Patty's Day best bet? Well, I'm going to give you an NHL, and I'll give you a little March Madness one too. Uh for the NHL one, I'm going with the Leafs on the puck line there. The Jimmy puck line is my best bet. Leafs minus one and a half. You can get anywhere north of, uh, I'm looking at plus 195 here, but you might be able to find a 200 somewhere. Uh, and then basketball, guys, I'm giving you a nice major upset. The Jimmy Murphy upset special. Give me Iona College. Uh, mm. To pull off wow. the upset today, folks. Rick Patino, he is a very good tournament prep guy, yeah. tournament prep coach. Yeah. He always seems to be, have his teams ready. I like them in the first half. That's what I took them. I took them first half plus five and a half. I think UConn might wear them out uh, as the game goes on, but I certainly think early they can hang in that game. And maybe, but I, I said that about Princeton yesterday that they'd hang early against Arizona because I took Princeton first half that they'd fade. They did not fade, obviously. They won the damn game outright. So, Maybe Iona can do the same. We'll see. And this is uh, this isn't your father's UConn team. I mean, Ray Allen ain't walking through that door, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and they were up and down, obviously, since January. Hey, George ain't throwing well. a hail yeah. mary at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys <laughs> you remember that, but I, I've seen the clip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, it vividly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, there you go. A little bonus college basketball. March Madness best bet as well. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Friday card, uh, I'm going to go with that late game. Columbus-Anaheim uh, over 6.5, minus 130 is where it is right now. I just think you're going to see goals. I'm always interested in over with Michael Hutchinson and Nett. Uh, I'm going to go with that here. Uh, with the, um, uh, I was tempted to go to Buffalo again as best bet, but like I had them the other night, and they fell short for me, so I don't want to. But Buffalo's right up there, too, as best bet candidate. But I will go with Columbus-Anaheim officially for best bet. Over 6.5, minus 130. Blue Jackets-Ducks uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, our Friday guest, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. Happy St. Paddy's Day one more time, and we will be back tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Thank <laughs> you.